swept up in today's independent music. Good day, good day, everyone, and welcome to The Single Sweep. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair LeClaire, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Marla Mess McCarty. What's up, everybody? And Rob, don't worry, I'm still going to teach drama, even though it won't be at Whittafield McCubbin. <laughs> wow. That is the sophisticated Rob McCubbin, everyone. Yes, it is. <laughs> you can tell by the authoritative laugh. <laughs> um, so, as I was uh, saying earlier, you've not uh, been here since we started The Single Sweep. So, essentially, we take a single from an artist uh, who sent us music, and we review just that, as opposed to going through an album or talking oh, about okay. a concept or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, quicker episodes, but... Uh, Directly. Still, well, yeah, okay, we have had well, some pretty lengthy ones. there's a sense of the, there might be promise in, in the album that might be coming or something. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, today's single sweep is a song called Shelf Life by Karima Francis who's originally from Blackpool, I believe, uh, and now currently lives in L.A. because I guess that's what you do when you make it as a British artist. You fuck off to California. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, when she was about 18 or so, she put out music and did very well in England and then sold a bunch of her, you know, prized guitars and bought a ticket to California and... Living yeah. the dream. Sorry, what's the name again? Karima Francis. Karima Francis. Okay. I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I'm sorry. Um, and apparently she's played, uh, she's supported the likes of Paul Simon, Amy Winehouse, and the Stereophonics. So oh, wow. She's, uh, oh, okay. oh, that's really exciting. Yeah. So I figured you'd like that. I just wasn't going to tell you anything about her until we started recording so I could get your genuine reaction. Good on you for doing that. That's really cool. <laughs> Good on you for being that guy who's going to sneak and so get my genuine you know, reaction. It reminds me a little bit of this this the stereophonics uh, vibe. Uh, that, uh... <laughs> That's right. Well, she will now when she listens to the yeah. song. But anyway, well, so... I'm going to say it. Good. So the song Shop Life uh, just has a new video release with it as well. So we're going to watch the video when we listen to the song. So we can talk about both. I'm very Uh-oh. excited so to listen to her so music. I'm, my interpretation will be affected by the visual imagery. Correct. So Would you like to listen to the song first and then watch the video? Because uh, we, just we can just I'm just being sophisticated. Quite. Yeah. Right. I, I wish I had a fine scotch for you to drink here in all of your sophistication. Yeah, scotch. Um, but Ha-ha. we've run out of Gibson's, which is not a scotch anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but we drink it. Scotch or Gibson's? We, we drink either. Yes. Because we're sophisticated. Correct. <laughs> but also, we really enjoy the taste of Gibson's finest. You don't have to move closer to the mic. It'll pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I, uh, can see that you did that. I just want to get really close into the mic and talk about Gibson's. Yes. I know I know. no one can see that, but it affects the mix when I have to edit it. Oh, right so. okay. <laughs> like, love when, you. When it, used to be, when it used to be above you yeah, guys. Yeah, what the hell? I love you too. No, it's because when it used to be above you guys... You would like lean up on the edge of your seat and be like, "Well, yeah," but the thing is, like, up toward the mic, and I was like, <sighs> "Like, I positioned it there." But I am now you're more sophisticated. Quite, and now you've you're sat back and very relaxed in your concussed uh, state, and and uh, we're we're doing well. That being said, let's check out the uh, latest video for um, Karima Francis. What shelf life? That's yeah. I'll just yeah. We'll just do that then. Yeah. 
All right, that was Shelf Life by Karima Francis. <laughs> A We're lot speechless. of silence, wow. We're speechless. Well, I'm, I'm moved by the video. I am, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think... I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's... You know what I heard was a really interesting choice with the video? And I don't know if anyone else sort of picked up on this, but they chose not to show her face in that video at all because it wasn't about her as a person. It was about all these other people. Like yeah, all the, it wasn't marketing her. No, and I thought that was a really yeah. cool choice and a very strong choice. They also hardly show her, period. She's um, yeah. yeah, she's maybe in it three times at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I should I should now uh, let you know. So the song was sort of inspired and written to uh, talk about the homelessness issue in Los Angeles. Yeah, I so, kind of got that. Yeah, so I mean... But then the video is really interesting because the video occasionally presents the idea of that guy as being the persona mm-hmm. as though that is her he's writing things yeah. down he's yeah. watching yeah so it's like he's the observer and we're observing him as well right now my problem here is i really like that that's great but i don't hear that in the song mm. i just see that in the video the video is really really captivating yeah. oh yeah um, absolutely but is the song captivating in and of itself i love her voice mm-hmm. sounds like uh um chrissy hine from the pretenders mm-hmm. said that's the voice that yeah. I, I kept hearing um yeah it's it's a tough one because i really like the video and i like the song but would I like the song the same way if I didn't have those visual images? That was my fear before you even played it. Yeah. And, and now I'm, I'm, I'm like, because there's a lot going on in that video. Yeah. It's, I, so I think and perhaps part of her justification is that the song and video are together, are meant to be right. together to promote the, the awareness of, of, of this, of yeah. this yeah. issue. Um, I think you're right. So in that sense, it's it's not like the the mothers against drunk driving using "not ready to go" in the same sense. You know what I mean? This is right. that's like that's a song that was then used to do this thing, as opposed to right. this being a song that is coupled with these visuals, with the visual, uh, yeah, to absolutely. promote a specific point. Um, I I like the lyrics as well. The song really is quite like oh yeah, it no, just it's like, lyrically quite nice, and uh, just like the and especially when you are watching the video with it and she's talking about how it's tough on the shelf life and you're watching all these people and just like yeah. dwindling on the street and you're just yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's some really great references. Like when she talks about the guy with the uh, the bags of clothes piled up. Yeah, and, that's a really... And then she says something about alphabets, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Like I think she was making a reference to the idea of... Um, People just sort of eating out of boxes of cereal, but nothing mm. else to go with it. You yeah. Know, like, that. like, there's some really... Yeah. There's some really good imagery in that song, yeah. like, mm. which really couples nicely with the video. I mm. really think that, yeah. I can't get past how much she looks like both Bob Dylan and Brian May. 
<laughs> and LP. The hair, the hair, and then the black outfit for the yeah. Bob Dylan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And because, yeah. and especially, especially because you never see her face, mm. all you see is that big hair, and I'm like, shit, that's Brian May walking down the street. <laughs> and then when it's, and then when she's reflected in the puddle, I'm like, that's such a Bob Dylan esque, you know, yeah. just yeah. I don't know. And, and then the, LP, and and, yeah, and her that LP for sure. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that. So yeah, I like, want to check out the lyrics to that song maybe in our when we take a break yeah mm-hmm. I'll have to see if I can rustle them up I don't know if she has them kicking around anywhere specifically but that doesn't mean it's not a thing I wouldn't be on any of those well I'll, I'll look it up but yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah so that's uh that's shelf life it's haunting. But, it yeah. is. And it's it's, it's interesting too because especially anybody who lives in sort of a city center, they can like really it's kind of relate to that because it's it's everywhere. I mean, even North Bay, like it's it's mm-hmm. pretty bad here too and we're only a city of 50,000 people and we definitely have like a homeless problem. Like there's people like sleeping in the bank at night, like mm-hmm. sleeping underneath the ATM machine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you see, more. and you see even more at this time. Oh, yeah, yeah. especially in the winter time too. Yeah, which they don't get in the same way at all. No, no, no. You know, no when you think about being weather, in Ottawa, when we... people used to sleep in the bus shelters right on the Rideau Street and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. people sleeping under the uh, yeah. the the pedestrian walkways on the canal, right. right? Like the wind that rips through there is unfucking real. Yeah. So, and that's, I mean, Ottawa is not a mm. warm place in the winter at all. Um, so, I'm, so this isn't to diminish her point, but to expand her point, um, you know, there in Los Angeles is probably one of the, I don't want to say like there's a good place to be homeless, but I mean, it's a temperate place to be homeless. Mm. Whereas places like North Bay or like anywhere in, in Canada or like Northern States, you know, like you're looking at minus 30 sometimes without a home or or lower minus 50 here last year yeah it's Um, like getting through the night when it's minus 40 outside with the wind chill like i can't mm -hmm. imagine yeah so i don't want to imagine like that's yeah crazy so not to diminish our point from la's homelessness issue but Mm. to expand it to everywhere yeah absolutely yeah well we were we were talking Mm. about like the uh, boots on the ground and uh, and all the fundraising for uh, winter boots. Yeah. Uh, fundraising for like things like yoga mats, just so people have something to lie on. Yeah. So they're not yeah. on the cold yeah. pavement. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. Uh, like, I don't know. I think as I've gotten older, I've definitely like, you know, had more compassion for these people because it's like you know. Like, the society really trains you to sort of just be very dismissive of anybody who's homeless. And, like, anyone who's asking you for money that's like, oh, they're obviously just asking for money because they want drugs or, like, or whatever. Anyone who's, like, walking down the street yelling at a telephone pole, oh, that person's crazy. You just kind of write them off and you don't think about it. It's like that person is struggling with mental health issues and there's nothing they can do about it. Mm. Um. I've just really learned to develop compassion for these people. Well, yeah, because when you think about it, that person yelling at a telephone pole that you're calling crazy, 
Sure, that absolutely. I understand that as someone's initial reaction when shit goes on downtown North Bay, and we walk like when we're going past, and someone's running around. Well, yeah, when we were walking home from Cecil's the other night, there was a guy who was like literally screaming. Yeah, at the top of his lungs, down the street, which is Mm -hmm. not an infrequent thing around here. And uh, you know, the first thought is like, "Fuck, man, this town." But Mm -hmm. like, but it's that's still a human being. Yeah, who like, either had or still has family, and either they've given up or they've or this person's walked away or whatever, and yeah. you know, and then and there's that disconnect. So like, there's either way, the when people say, "Oh, there's a problem with homelessness," you know, there are too many homeless people. It's like, well, it's, it's yeah, just, it's you're right. It's yeah, there are too many homeless people, but it's not the problem. Isn't that there are too many homeless people? Is the problem is that no one's getting them homes no it's yeah. the, the problem, problem is that we don't have infrastructure to do anything about it problem is that we don't focus on mental health and things like that oh absolutely yeah. that's the thing it's like uh, yeah. the thing too is a lot of times like people who end up on the streets are struggling with mental mm-hmm. health and addictions like and most of them i would say and what sucks are the uh the people who I'm I'm willing to bet are the vast minority, but the the people who look at that as a way to capitalize. Um, when I was living in Halifax, there was a person who would sit by Tim Hortons near where I was busking, and he would get like twenty dollar tosses into his cup, and then was going go. home right. to his house that he owned with his yeah. family. Because he just made all this fucking money panhandling, right? right? Yeah. Like, there are people who take advantage of the fact... And then all That's winter long, unreal. you don't see well, those people at, on the street. Uh, when I was in university, you know? there were university students who would do that. They would go down That's to the, the bus shelter, and then they would, you know, panhandle or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. But, I mean, again, it's funny. Like, when Marla made the comment about the... Um, uh, you know, when people say, oh, well, you know, it's just for drugs. I, I will never forget when I was in downtown Toronto, and the guy said to me... I was in the Spadina subway... And the guy said, uh, hey man, um, like I'm, I'm really fucked up and, you know, can you lend me some cash and like, just so I can, I can get some stuff, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm strung out here, man. And I, and like, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, and I remember said, I said to him, thank you for your honesty, man. You didn't give me the bullshit about, uh, your grandmother, uh, just died and you, you know, you, you need money to catch a bus or anything. I was like, because the reality of it is when a person is addicted, you know, and you, and you're, so you, you're like, oh yeah, I'll buy you a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. But you're forgetting that if this person is legitimately addicted to a physically addicting drug, yeah. uh, a sandwich isn't going to help, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like if they're, you know, if, if they're, they're like a heroin addict, yeah, a sandwich is not going to help. So to play devil's advocate, yeah. Well, what do you say to the people who respond to that by saying, but then you're just feeding their addiction? Well, I would say uh, everybody's got some form of addiction. That is, that is probably what I would say. I don't yeah. know if I would have said it back in the day. Yeah. But now, like I said, with uh, perception <laughs> that is different than I used to have, I think my attitude would be, I, I don't know this guy's story. Now that you're sophisticated? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I mean, last week I would have said, "Get a fucking job," but now I'm. I would say something very different. No, I, I like Marla. I find the older I get, the the more understanding I, I become of people. I think a lot of that has to do with 
listening to songs, seeing videos like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hearing people talk, meeting people like that. Uh, for me, one of the, the movies that stands out in my mind is Ironweed with uh, Tom Waits, uh, Jack Nicholson, and Meryl Streep. They all play hobos. And, uh, and what the story basically is, is that Jack Nicholson, he could go home. But he doesn't go home because he doesn't understand home anymore. Mm-hmm. Because home, it, it's a, it's really about mental health before yeah. it, before we ever before we ever Put those noted two words that together, before we ever yeah. thought of that right like these are people I remember reading an article once it's interesting because you know you made the joke about my concussion earlier um, <laughs> I don't have a concussion but uh, I read an article once and I this was when uh, Hudson was playing football there are uh, Statistics to back up the idea that many homeless people uh, may suffer from a concussion because a concussion causes a detachment from a from a sense of location. Hmm. You know the yeah. idea of a home, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a study. It was in. It was published in a in like a Sports Illustrated magazine. It was all about football players who end up on the street. After mm-hmm. having their bell rung too many yeah. times, yeah. Uh, and don't want to go back. Interesting. Like they just sleep in trucks and things yeah. like that. That's... It was a really cool article, and and I just remembered it was not. It wasn't Sports Illustrated. It was Rolling Stone because Rolling Stone always has fabulous editorials and stuff like that. It, it was a oh really, yeah, they have um, really good. Journal, it was an so. amazing article. Yeah. Wow, and it scared the crap out of me. No kidding. It's interesting thinking about just sort of experiences like in your life that make give you compassion towards people. And I was thinking about this earlier um, when I when I worked at Shoppers, I used to there was a guy who used to come in there quite frequently. Like later on when I worked in there, I didn't really see him as much. It was only every now and again. But then like when I there was a point of time when I worked there, he was in there like every week or every other week. And this guy, when I first met him, was in a wheelchair. And, like, I would just stop and he'd talk to me. And he was, like, the friendliest, nicest guy. And, like, we just just chat. And this guy had gone through a lot of shit in his life. Like, he had, I think he had contracted meningitis, I think. Something to do with, like, something to do with his brain that, like, made it so he wasn't able to walk. Um, But he was recovering from that. But, like, he was just going through all kinds of crazy shit in his life. And he was, like, at one point he was, like homeless in North Bay for, like, a month. And he was talked about sleeping on a park bench, like, um, in, like, minus 20. But this guy, every time I saw him, would be more and more mobile to the point where he walked in the store at one point. He's like, I walked here today. That's the first time I've done that. And I was like, that's amazing. But he, and he thanked me at one point. He was like, thanks for just, like, you know, talking to to me. Because he's like, people don't always do that. Um, he's like, it's nice to have someone who's friendly. I'm like, yeah, like, I enjoy talking to people and just, like, having an exchange. But I'd, like, I every time this guy came in, we'd stop and have a conversation because he was just a super genuine guy. Just a guy. Yeah, yeah. he's just a guy. Yeah, the guy who used to dig in the, uh, there's all these characters in North Bay, but the guy who used to, to dig when I was at high school in the garbage bins and stuff. Uh, and he wore a yellow raincoat. I, I, I wish I could think, remember his name right now. It won't come to me. Anyway, he eventually died. Uh, but the story that I heard 
was that he used to be a university professor. <laughs> wow. And wow. like that, I mean, I remember hearing that as a kid and going, okay, so these, these people aren't what I saw on TV. These are like, these are people who have kind of, something's gone wrong and they've ended up in this predicament. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I learned that at a very early age. I mean, I, I, I remember pulling over to the side of the road. I can't remember the guy's name either. God, I wish you could remember these names. Cause if I, people listening to this might go, Oh my God, I know the guy's talking about. Uh, it was a dude who used to walk down the street. Um, and he had, uh, Tourette's and he would always, uh, uh, you know, he'd get angry and stuff like that. I remember one day, uh, pulled over to the side of the road to ask him a question like how to get to Sturgeon Falls or something. And I'm sure that we were probably picking on him. We probably wanted to see what he would do. And it was really weird because we asked him, uh, you know, how to get to Sturgeon Falls. And he said, okay, so uh, what you're going to do is you're going to drive up Algonquin. He said, and then you're going you're to come to a first set of lights. There'll be like a gas station on your right. He said, you're going to go through those lights and he said, and then you're going to come to another set of lights. When you come to that set of lights, you're going to make a left. He said, you know, you'll see Sudbury or, and things like that. He said, I don't know if there's a sign for Sturgeon Falls, but there definitely is a sign for Sudbury. So you know you're going in the right direction. And we were like, okay, thanks. Because we we're waiting for him to make a joke or mm-hmm. for, for it to be like kind of funny or whatever. And as we're rolling up the window, I, I hear him go, fucking tourists. And it was weird, right? It was like for one brief moment, he had yeah. this incredibly... <laughs> lucid yeah. response and then two seconds later boom he snapped into that guy that we always saw going down the street uh, I mean when I was a kid the people used to say that you know and there were all sorts of stories like he lost his son in the war or, or he was the son who came back from the war but his dad didn't want him to go to war and so he'd yell at himself but it was as though he'd like take on the role of his father and there's all sorts of weird stuff like that Man. but again who knows what yeah. the real story was. Mm-hmm. I just That was the story that went around. Or to, just since we're all talking about growing to have compassion, um, this reminds me of when I was living in Ottawa and I was like, I'd been here for college and then moved to Ottawa. And so that was like the first big city that I ever lived in. And um, a buddy of mine, also from Deep River, uh, was taking his undergrad and eventually we we were in Halifax together when he was at law school, and he is now a lawyer in Ottawa. But uh, I remember we were sitting on the like by the canal on like a little hill by I think it's the Somerset Bridge going across. Oh, I know the, yeah, I yeah, like on the way to Ottawa U campus. Yeah. And I was just because I had been walking around the city all that day by myself, and I had been accosted by someone who just like, and also at the time I used to like. Because I was terrified of being in a city in the first place. Yeah, cause I I'm, get it. You know, because I came from a town of forty-two hundred people and then went to a town of a million. Um, so I'm wandering down like Elgin and near Parliament and all this stuff. And I used to carry a knife in my pocket. One because I would anyway back home because it's like you never know when you're going to need a knife in the woods. So I just always had a knife in my pocket and then did in the city because I was like, well, you never know, right? Because I was a moron. And um, so this guy comes up to me. And grabs me, like, rough by both arms. And he's like, hey, man. And my hand is already in my pocket. But I swear to Christ, it was out of the sheath and open before he could even say the next words. And I was just, like, ready for whatever the fuck was about to happen. And the words were... And the words were, today's the day I ask you for money, man. Like, no one else. Today's the day I'm going to ask you. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, (laughs) I thought you were going to, like, try... I almost (laughs) killed you. I was like, I... 
swear you were about to like try and take me on. Like yeah. he, you know, he fucking came at me and grabbed me out of nowhere in the middle of the street, and I was like, "Fuck this noise! What's going on here?" <laughs> and uh, so that day, I stopped carrying on me in the city. But uh, so I was sitting with my buddy, uh, who shall remain nameless until he's actually on the podcast and feels comfortable giving his name. Um, <laughs> we were sitting on the canal talking about about the whole uh, experience, and I was just like, "Man!" Like, and everywhere I walk in Nor- in uh, sorry in Ottawa, there, there are people on the streets and this and that and the other thing. It's like, holy fuck! You think someone would pick them up and be like, "Hey, let's get a job," you know? Time to start getting the fucking work. Like, just sitting there asking for money, and he was just like. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> and then where are you from, Deep River boy? Yeah, well, he was also from <laughs> yeah, Deep yeah, River, yeah, so yeah. but but he'd so, obviously grown up more yeah. sophisticated. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, I mean, his parents did work at the plant, and mine had a restaurant, so whatever. But uh, there's a big class issue in Deep River, by the way. Uh, <laughs> in a small little uh, 2,400 uh, person. 4,200. Oh, 42. Come on now. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Mattawa. But that's right. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a thousand. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but fast forward to when I had a bit more sense. I was living in Toronto, and there was this guy when I was hosting open mics at the Black Irish, which was one hell of a place. And his name was Daniel. Is Daniel. I saw him two years ago when I was there um, playing at another bar, and he happened to walk by. And there was a group of us, and everyone was like, go, go, come on, go, go to the bar before he starts talking. And I was like, Daniel, hey, man. And then I engaged with him, because he used to come into the open mic, and he's like, hey, man, uh, look, like, you know, I'm living at the, you know, the hostel up the street, or it wasn't a hostel, but, like, the shelter up the street or whatever. And, uh, you know, I was just, I was just wondering if I could take a spit on the piano. It was like, it was mostly out of tune, but he made that piano fucking yeah, sing. It's, yeah, it's amazing. And he could, yeah, yeah. and he could sing. So, and then people were like, well, when am I getting up to play? I'm like, whenever he's done, like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't even care. Like, this guy's awesome. And he would rip out music you would not expect and from all over the place. And then he would get up, you know, and hopefully someone would fix him up with some smack outside on the corner and then he'd fuck off down the street. And I was just like, what the fuck? And so I saw him uh, again just a couple years ago. And everyone was like, oh, man, come on, let's go before he even says anything. And I, I engaged him. And I was like, man, what's going on? Like, you used to play at the... And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you had the cowboy hat and everything, whatever. So we started talking about just about life. And he's like, so look, man, like, uh, how about I... I'll, I'll give you a poem uh, if you pay me a couple of bucks. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. So he just, like, stream of consciousness gave me this... And it was actually... I wish I remembered it verbatim, but it was... <laughs> It was like quite touching about like us meeting again in this place and hadn't having known each other and like whatever else the chances of all that and it's like this is a very complex person like all people are right. mm-hmm. and it's just right. they're not just fucking you know pieces of wood that you can just pick up and chuck wherever and Sad forget about them only see it that way yeah so remember when I said these are quicker episodes and then Marla was like well. <laughs> <laughs> There's not. Well, it depends, because one of the other ones that we were talking about, it just, it got us waxing philosophical But this is bright, because I think that Karima, Karima? Mm -hmm. Karima? Karima. 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 That was the purpose of that video. Yeah. We are talking about this. Exactly. And that was was the same with the the last single that we spent 40 minutes on or whatever. It was just like, oh man, 
this got us going quite longer than we expected. But yeah. it was like, but that's good. But that's what it's meant to do what, is to spark discussion. Yeah. I, I was reading awesome. yeah. uh, about the video and, and what the, ah. you know, and how the, the video was put together and, and the person who directed it. And they just talked about the, the very idea of it, it is intended to make you think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and was that was that through Forbes you were reading that? Uh, I don't know where I, I saw that one because they because um, she had a release of this video and song through Forbes, which is that's uh, awesome. Intense. It says if it be your will, I don't exactly know what uh, what publication that is. It says in a word, Karima's voice is stunning. In a breath, she's capable of sweeping from ethereally angelic to devastatingly heartbreaking, a power that has seen her captivate audiences when she plays live. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the uh, ethereal angelicism uh, is very much Comes a across. part of the heartbreak. I yeah. think that's what makes the heartbreak, I, personally. Um, Captivating music oozing with emotion and rooted in sentiment. Yeah. You disappear into her songs and, uh, and he, she makes a crowd believe her lyrics. I was unable to locate the lyrics of this piece, and that, which is disappointing because I, I do think it's very clever, and I, I'm assuming at some point those lyrics will become available, but they're just not. Yeah, not not uh, not for this recent uh, release, but uh, unless we've got uh, some more to to dish on on this topic, I mean, I'm sure we all have stories we keep going on about the. Yeah, all the people the, we've met. The people mm-hmm. we've met and the horrors we've seen and the way people are treated. Mm-hmm. But uh, but thank you for giving us this discussion. Yeah. Thank so, you, uh, Karima. Shout out to you. So, and a super job on, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but the the director of the video. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tim, the, Tim Carr. The imagery, is oh, sorry, un, the imagery is unbelievable. It was produced by Tim Carr. Uh, yeah, the director, the I can't director remember. is, oh, no, it's not here. No, that's too bad. I read a piece about it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Shelf Life, a uh, great piece by Karima Francis. Thank you so much for uh, for the discussion. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. Making us think in downtown North Bay. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we go out tonight, I'm sure we'll still be thinking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we'll come face to face with... Oh, especially when we were going. Yeah. Because uh-huh. yeah. it's right by the, uh, the, the Fraser? tunnel. And, uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, all of the the very interesting locale, locales for. But yeah, yeah, where needles are found on the parking lot. I know where the works, which yeah. is right next door to there. Mm. Yeah. Oh, she's does she work at the? She works at. Tech. Oh, okay. Uh. Cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So thank you guys very much. And her name is Eunice. Does anybody ask? That's right. I'll put a. I'll. I'll I'll bleep it out with a like sound, so we seem all cool. And stuff. <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, that's that. That's that. Right on. Alrighty. Time to move on to the next one. We'll see you guys later. Or talk to you guys later. Or <laughs> you'll hear us later. You'll hear us and wish you could see us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning closely into the microphone. You really hear us at that point. <laughs> 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 All right.
swept up in today's independent music. Good day, good day, everybody. Welcome to The Single Sweep. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair LeClaire, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Marla Mouse McCarty. What's up, everybody? And Rob, don't worry, I'm still going to teach drama, even if it's not at Whittafield McCubbin. <laughs> hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hey. This is the sophisticated Rob McCubbin now, by the way, everybody. <laughs> and he's got nothing to say. <laughs> no response. He's like, hell yeah. I'm I might have changed my mind quickly. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Um, okay, so today's single sweep. By the way, Rob, you haven't, you haven't been here since we've done the single sweep. So uh, basically, as it sounds, we take a single and... I just noticed that that was on. Yeah. Are we cutting that? Or are we well, yeah, I'm going to cut it in okay. post, just because, like, she started hitting this, and I don't want the... Okay. Sorry, well I just didn't the want the fan and the dehumidifier yeah, well, to be on in the background. It was just, in the open, so we're going to have that no matter my, what, and I just then realized my silence, phone's so, still on, but, and um, we should start this thing again. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Technical. I'll wait for the screaming to be done. It's like the Monty Python like intermission music. Yeah, <laughs> with the the llama has been uh, at, uh, the llama in the corner of the screen. Oh yeah. <laughs> 